welcome to the European Society of Intensive Care Medicine podcast, a collaboration between the Society's Journal, the Intensive Care Medicine Journal, and the Next Committee. I am Ines Lagbar from the University Hospital of Marseille, France, and I am a member of the Next Committee. Today we are discussing a paper entitled Effects of Adjunctive Vitamin C, Glucocorticoids, and Vitamin B1 on Longer-Term Mortality in Adults, with sepsis and septic shock, a systematic review, and a component network meta-analysis. This work has been led by Dr. Tomoko Fuji, whom I am honored to welcome today for this podcast. Dr. Fuji is head of the intensive care unit department in the GK University Hospital of Tokyo. She has led extensive and significant research in the sepsis field, with a particular interest in its adjunctive treatments such as vitamin C. Let us open this podcast with the first outline of the study by the author, followed by a question and answer session. So Dr. Fuji, thank you for joining us today. Could you please detail the aims of the study and its methodology? Thank you, Ines, and thank you for choosing our paper for this opportunity. It is my pleasure to talk about our study. We conducted this systematic review and network meta-analysis because many trials were conducted to investigate the effects of metabolic resuscitation for sepsis these years. And such metabolic resuscitation has generally involved a combination of vitamin C, glucocorticoids, and vitamin B1, or one of its components. But some trials compared the triple combination with placebo. Some trials compared different doses of vitamin C versus placebo, and others compared different combinations and or components. So it was not that simple to assess the overall evidence because the relevant trials compared various interventions so we aim to assess whether vitamin C steroids and vitamin B1 alone or in combination improved patient outcomes by comparing the effect of different therapeutic regimens using network meta-analysis and component network meta-analysis. Network meta-analysis compares three or more interventions simultaneously in a single analysis. Network meta-analysis calculates estimates of the relative effects between any pair of interventions by combining both direct and indirect evidence in a network of studies. For example, suppose two treatments, A and B, have been compared with the common comparator C in two different RCTs, A versus C and B versus C. In that case, we can obtain indirect estimate for the relative treatment effects A versus B. The benefit of A over B can be obtained by subtracting effects of C versus A from C versus B. Network meta-analysis can make the best use of all available evidence simultaneously, including all comparisons, even for comparisons without direct evidence. We also conducted component network meta-analysis. Both the direct evidence of combination of A and B and treatment A monotherapy are available. In this case, we can calculate component effect of A and B separately 
by subtracting the effect of A from the combination of A plus B. In this way, we can obtain the incremental effect estimate of component A and B separately. The component network meta-analysis can attribute the effects of a combination therapy to each component that is affected. So we started from a systematic review and conducted network meta-analysis and component network meta-analysis. We compared very high dose vitamin C, which was more than 12 grams per day, high dose vitamin C, more than six grams per day, vitamin C, less than six grams per day, low dose glucocorticoid, vitamin B1, any combinations of the drugs and placebo or usual care. The primary outcome was the mortality at longest follow-up within 90 days to one year post-enrollment. And we also assessed the mortality at the longest follow-up that was reported in each study. Thank you, thank you very much. Now, how about the results? Could you detail your, your findings, please? Sure. So we included 43 trials with more than 10,000 participants and 10 trials representing 7,000 patients contributed to the primary outcome, that is the mortality at the longest follow-up within 90 days to one year post-enrollment. The results from the network meta-analysis showed there was no evidence that a combination of high-dose vitamin C, glucocorticoid, and vitamin B1 decreased long-term mortality compared to placebo or usual care. Also, there was no evidence that the combination of high-dose vitamin C and vitamin B1 decreased long-term mortality compared to placebo or usual care. When we look at the mortality that was observed at the longest follow-up in each trial, 34 randomized controlled trials representing 9,000 patients reported any mortality data. From the network meta-analysis, high-dose vitamin C monotherapy and very high-dose vitamin C had lower odds ratio than with control. However, the effect of very high-dose vitamin C was very uncertain because the number of study population that received very high-dose vitamin C was small. And we performed component network meta-analysis for this outcome. The point estimate of the odds ratios of high-dose vitamin C and very high-dose vitamin C were small, but the confidence intervals were wide, and there was no evidence that they can decrease the mortality. However, in the sensitivity analysis with studies that were published in 2010 or after, the addition of very high-dose vitamin C was associated with decreased mortality with incremental odds ratio of 0.5 with 95% confidence intervals of 0.27 to 0.92. And for secondary outcomes, when glucocorticoid therapy was added to sepsis treatment, component network meta-analysis showed a decrease in the mean duration of vasopressor therapy by 30 hours and a decrease in ICU length of stay by 1.3 days. So in summary, with the currently available data, none of vitamin C, glucocorticoids, and vitamin B1 was proven to reduce mortality at the longest follow-up compared with placebo or usual care. 
However, the treatment effects of vitamins estimated from network meta-analysis were of low or very low certainty because the effect estimate of available evidence was imprecise and had a possible bias. And component network meta-analysis found that the addition of glucocorticoid therapy decreased the duration of vasopressor support and ICU length of stay without affecting mortality. All right, thank you for um, these explanations. Uh, network meta-analysis are not easy to understand, so it's of quite of great help that you your explanation. Um, Thank you. Um, well, almost half of the study included septic patients, while the other half involved patients with sepsis only. How does this difference not affect transitivity? Well, that is an excellent question. In combining the effects reported in different comparisons, effect modifiers should be similarly distributed across comparisons. This is also the transitivity assumption in the network meta-analysis, which allows the effects from the different comparisons to be combined through the common intervention. So we looked at whether the eligible trials were similar in terms of patient characteristics that might modify the treatment effect on average so that the transitivity assumption was plausible. And we compared the distribution of patients with septic shock across studies grouped by intervention arms through visual inspection. And there was no evidence of concern about the distribution across the comparisons overall. All right, thank you. Um, another question, why is the component network meta-analysis performed on the longest follow-up mortality data, which is not the primary outcome? Okay, so the effects of high-dose vitamin C and vitamin B1 was inseparable in the available 10 trials for the mortality from 90 days to one year because they were always examined in combination. You know, they always appeared together. So the effects of high-dose vitamin C or vitamin B1 on the primary outcome was not available. But the component effects were able to calculate for the mortality at the longest follow-up at any time point from the 34 trials that reported any mortality data. So we performed the component network meta-analysis for the outcome. All right. Um, why did you separate the data on the year 2020? 2010. 2010, yeah, it was because we assumed that the effect of the adjunct therapies in sepsis can be different over time because some empirical evidence showed an increased response to placebo in recent clinical trials. So we added a sensitivity analysis to examine the robustness of the findings by excluding trials published before 2010. The threshold of uh, 2010 was chosen arbitrarily. Okay, all right. Um, so finally, what adjunctive therapy would you recommend we use in our daily practice? So when we look at the evidence we have obtained so far, we can learn that we do not have sufficient evidence to support the use of vitamin C 
or vitamin B1 currently. But the effects of glucocorticoids have been intensively investigated and its vasopressor-sparing effects have been replicated in large trials and meta-analyses. So I would recommend glucocorticoid therapy as adjunctive therapy for dog, but we should be aware that the effect is not that large and it does not affect mortality. All right, thank you. Well, the session has now to be closed. I would like to thank you for your time and for your very clear and detailed explanations. We look forward to reading from you and your team again. Thank you very much. Thank you.